What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. And today's episode is all about the ever enticing concept of eating more to lose fat. Is it possible? Could it be done? How does it happen? Why does it happen? I broke it all down for you. So if you are somebody who thinks or knows that you've been chronically under eating for a long time, you definitely need to listen to this episode. But even if you haven't been, this episode will be super helpful to teach you the most sustainable way to lose body fat. So we're going to break it down as far as why simply eating 1200 calories a day is horrible, horrible advice and should be applied to basically no one. Um, But I'm going to break that all down for you in this episode. Please let me know, as always, if you find this helpful. If this resonates with you in any type of way, just let me know about it. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And as always, if you can leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. Only, only if you mean it. So, With that being said, guys, enjoy the episode. All right, podcast peeps, I am live on Facebook. And if you're listening on the podcast, then welcome to another Monday night training session. We do these every single Monday in the Facebook group. So you should be in here with us, the personality diet and neurotype training. Just search that on Facebook, request to join the group. We would love to have you. But if you like to listen to these on the podcast, that is cool too. So today's topic of conversation, we are talking all about the idea of needing to eat more in order to lose body fat. So this was sparked by a conversation that I had to somebody who hopefully is listening to this right now because it was actually a podcast listener who reached out and asked this question. And the question was, how is it possible that I am 20 to 30 pounds overweight and eating 1200 calories a day and not losing fat? And it was a great question. And that is the topic of today's training. So I'm going to dive into that from a number of different angles. But the first thing that we have to look at is why 1200 calories? So this is just a pet peeve of mine because all these like free calculators, whether it's MyFitnessPal, and look, I have nothing against MyFitnessPal. I use it. I recommend it. It is a great tool. But if you ask MyFitnessPal how many calories you should be eating, most of the time, they're just going to say 1,200 calories. Somehow that became like the gold standard for women. And it was just like any female magazine or nutrition resource. It was just like, eat 1,200 calories to lose fat. And it did a lot of damage. But yet we still see it. Like We have all of the evidence that we need to know that 1,200 calories is not okay. But yet we keep seeing it pop up over and over again. So the first thing that we have to understand is that for 99% of the population, 1,200 calories is way too little. And for those of you who are thinking, well, I don't move that much, I'm short, you know, I'm smaller, uh, I have hormonal issues, maybe hypothyroidism, um, I sit at a desk all day, 
even you are likely to be way under eating at 1200 calories. It's just not that much. That is maybe okay for like a six-year-old, but for a grown adult, 1200 calories is not enough. And we're going to talk about why. And I'm not going to say never enough. That's why I said 99% um, because there are rare instances where somebody needs to go that low in order to lose body fat, but it is rare. So the, the chances that you are that person are highly unlikely. And the first thing that we have to understand is why 1200 calories is too low. So before I get into that, one of the things that we see, another pet peeve of mine, I have to just air out all of my grievances right off of the bat, because another thing that we see in the industry is this immediate assumption that if somebody tells you they're eating 1200 calories a day and not losing fat, the immediate assumption across the board in the nutrition industry, the diet industry is that person is lying or unaware that they're eating way more than they think they are. That is literally the only explanation that I ever see. If I hang out in like another nutrition Facebook group or some kind of like community of fitness people, it is crazy. That is the only explanation that other professionals give as to what's going on in that circumstance. You'll see coaches. And if you are a part of any other group, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's like, well, if somebody is eating that little and they're not losing fat, then they're lying about what they're eating or they're not aware of how much they're eating. Can that happen? Yes, of course. There are actually studies that have shown how frequently we miss um, you know, how frequently we assume one thing about our intake, but in reality, it's something else. Uh, there was a whole study that showed on average, uh, the, the group that was, it was like 100 subjects. And on average, they overestimated their exercise and underestimated their intake by about 50% on both ends, which is really significant. So that's why I think these like, quote unquote, evidence-based coaches just point to the research and say, well, it's obvious you just don't know how much you're really eating. I am an optimistic person and I like to believe that people are mostly honest and good people. So I don't like to just assume that that's the only logical explanation. And I have seen through anecdote and personal experience, and we also have research to back this up, that there are other explanations. But I don't want to just gloss over that one because it can happen. So the first thing is, are you really eating 1,200 calories? That's the first thing that we have to unpack. It is possible that you're eating more than that, which can show up in a number of different ways. It may be that you're eating 1,200 calories on some days, but then on other days, you're eating significantly higher. Or it may be that you're tracking 1,200 calories, but you're actually taking bites here and there, licks off of your fork. Um, taking food off of your kid's plate and just not accounting for it. So, you know, it might be like sauces or just calories that you're not aware of. Uh, could be mindlessly eating and you just totally forgot. But the first thing that we have to establish is, are you actually eating 1200 calories a day? Again, that is going to be, if you go to other fitness circles, that's going to be the bottom line that any other coach will say. It's It's pretty much like, 
well, you just must be unaware or you're not being honest about your intake. And again, I just have a hard time with that being the only explanation. So I wanted to explain some of the other explanations that what's going on if you're truly eating 1200 calories a day and not losing weight, could the answer be that you actually need to eat more calories? So what happens when we go into a calorie deficit in order to lose body fat? Now, the reason why 1200 calories a day is recommended, um, wrongfully so, but the reason why you might see a program tell you to eat 1200 calories a day is because if they're sending information out to thousands or millions of people, they want to ensure that somebody and that some people take that advice and actually make progress so that they look credible. So if I needed to make sure that millions of people lose weight, you know, maybe I would consider the slowest metabolism in the room. And I know some people who created a program that was literally designed around this theory. It was, if we're going to make a program that accounts for thousands and thousands and thousands of people, we have to come up with a formula that accounts for the slowest metabolism in the room. Because if that person can lose weight, then the rest of the people can lose weight. So that's why you would see a shitty program recommend 1,200 calories a day. Um, so what happens is we go into this calorie deficit and our body starts responding, right? There's a, we're, we're in this net deficit. We're burning more than we're consuming. So our body releases our stored energy, which is all that body fat is. Body fat is, first of all, it's an organ. It's a, you know, it's an organ that keeps us alive. It is a survival um, evolutionary advantage that we are able to store energy um, to use at a later time. So that way it would protect us in case of famine. So sometimes we, we need to improve our relationship with body fat in general, but that's a whole nother discussion. But we have this stored energy that we can then use for later. So if there is a lack of nutrients and energy coming in, our body understands what's happening based off of the signals that are being sent in the environment around us. And it releases, mobilizes that stored energy for use. And then the way that we actually lose body fat is through our breath, 80 some percent through our breath. The other 16 or 15% um, is through sweat, urine, poop, that sort of thing. So that's how the actual process happens. So when we go into this calorie deficit, our body reads the signals that are going on and it, and it responds accordingly. Um, in a perfect situation, that's what's going to happen. However, in the same token of adapting and surviving, our body wants to keep us alive under all circumstances. So if we continue to eat 1,200 calories per day, what we might find is that while the fat loss was happening for a little while, all of a sudden it stopped happening. Well, why is that? Because your body wants to keep you alive. So it's going to send signals back to you to get some freaking food, which might show up as intense hunger, intense cravings, uh, you know, mood irregularity. You might find that you have no sex drive. You might find that if you're a woman, you lose your cycle. You might find that you have brain fog. Uh, you might start to notice that you have no energy. 
All of these things are in the name of energy preservation because if I have a really fast metabolism but no food coming in, well, then I'm going to um, shorten my time that I'm alive. I'm going to starve faster. If my metabolism is roaring but I have no food coming in, well, now I'm at risk of losing my life. So, again, our bodies only care about survival. They don't care that you want to look better in a bikini or look better naked or whatever your goals are. They just care about survival. So now the 1200 calories that was once working, all of a sudden it's not working anymore. And we're confused because we're in a deficit, right? A quote unquote deficit, but nothing's happening. So the most likely scenario is that we just reach our, our tipping point. Because you can only fight against your biological signals for so long. Um, if you have intense hunger and you have no energy and you have intense cravings and you're moody and you're not sleeping well, what's going to happen is you are going to reach for energy-dense foods to close the gap of that deficit to stay alive, right? Literally, it's like, oh, you know, high sugar, high fat, high salt, like get me energy as fast as possible to keep me alive. Those signals of, of cravings, those signals, your body remembers. Our cells actually have memory. So when I eat something sweet that packs a big caloric punch, my body associates that flavor profile with energy. So it seeks out that exact thing. And people always wonder, well, why am I craving sweets or why am I craving carbs or why am I craving chocolate? It's because your body remembers that flavor profile as calorie dense. And at that point, you're in this kind of starvation mode of I need calories in my system. So that's what you're going to crave. Your body is super smart and it's best not to try to fight against it. So Another way that our body keeps us alive is by downregulating our metabolism, thyroid function, sex hormones, all to slow down the process of burning calories. Because again, if we're not getting enough coming in, we don't want to expend them faster. We want to preserve them. This is also why some people will diet really hard, like 1,200 calories, and then they feel like anything they eat after that just sticks to them like a sponge. They just soak it all up. There's a reason for that. Again, your body wants to keep you alive. So it makes sense to be more of a storage system than expenditure system at that point in time. So if you are eating 1200 calories and eventually you stop losing body fat, it's because your body is downregulated and you're at the point of no longer being in a deficit. What was once a deficit is now no longer a deficit. Um, so Usually, we don't reach that point. Usually, our hunger and cravings get the best of us and we overconsume. And then we feel like we screwed up and we beat ourselves up and we're like, damn it, I was losing so much fat and I was doing so well. And then I just caved. If I could just have more willpower, if I could just have more discipline, then I would be where I want to be. And we repeat the cycle. I'm going back to 1200 calories. And this time, I'm not going to cave. And what happens? Then we get the cravings again. Our energy goes in the toilet. Our sleep sucks. And once again, we reach 
for the energy dense foods we overconsume and round and round it goes. So it does not make sense to immediately try to rip the bandaid off and go to 1200 calories. What I want you to think about right now is picture yourself at maintenance eating freely, having a great relationship with food and your body and feeling comfortable in your own skin and feeling like you can still enjoy yourself and live your life. And when you go to meet friends or when you go out on date night or when you have some food from a restaurant, you don't stress, you just eat it because you know that you're doing the right thing and you're eating foods that make you feel good and you have a lot of energy at the gym. Like I want you to actually picture yourself in that place where you're fueling your workouts and you recover well and you have energy to get through the day and you don't have to survive on seven cups of coffee. You don't have to um, constantly take pre-workout, you know, three scoops of pre-workout just to get through a 45-minute session in the gym and you actually wake up motivated and ready to tackle the day. Because that exists when you actually work with your body versus fighting against it. What we usually do is we are so focused on this finish line of physical results that we rip the Band-Aid off and we try and do it as fast as possible without thinking practically because it's a very emotional issue. And, and I'm speaking on personal experience, both personal experience also witnessing this in thousands of other people and looking at what research tells us. So we know this to be true across the board. This is fact. The faster and the more extreme that we try and lose body fat, the faster and more extreme we put it back on, usually plus interest. It's a great predictor for weight gain. And it's unfortunate because when somebody tells me that they're doing something extreme and they're very set in their ways, like I can't reason with them or have a conversation or a back and forth and this is just what they need to do. It's sad because I know that it, it is a great predictor for weight regain and actually ending up heavier than when they started. So let me get back to the point. <laughs> when we are in this state of caloric deprivation in this calorie deficit and our body adapts, we have one of two ways to go. We can go lower and decrease our calories even more. So maybe we go to a thousand calories, 800 calories, or we can go higher. Now, there was one point in my life where I was significantly under eating and I had failed, you know, Given it, given into my my binging tendencies for maybe the seven hundredth time, and I was feeling really down on myself, and I I made this decision, and I thought to myself, like, what if all of my binging on the weekends, all of the debauchery that takes place every single weekend, what if that actually has more to do with what I'm doing during the week than anything else? Because I would significantly restrict myself like 1,600 calories a day, which is like the female equivalent of 1,200. And then I would just go nuts on the weekend. And every Monday, I would start with the same mindset of, my God, I have to do better this week. I just have to stick with the plan. And one day, I just had the thought of, maybe I need to think about this a little bit differently. So the first thing that happens oftentimes when 
you increase your food when you actually eat more and you notice that your body responds, right? You notice that you're actually eating more calories and you're getting leaner. One of the reasons that happens is because it balances out your weekly averages, which weekly averages matter more than day-to-day fluctuations. So if I'm eating 1,600 calories a day, but then on Saturday and Sunday, I'm eating 6,000 calories a day, that weekly average is higher. If I increase my weekly numbers to, let's say, 2,500, which is a lot more than 1,600, but it keeps my weekends in check because I'm no longer starving, well, then the weekly average can actually be more favorable. So that's one of the reasons why you can start to increase calories and notice that your body actually responds. You're getting leaner as you're eating more, which is a beautiful thing. That's like what everybody wants to be able to do. That's one of the first reasons why that happens. Another reason why that happens is because if you're eating enough on a day-to-day basis, it actually reduces the bites, the snacks, the taste. Like you no longer have that tendency to grab food off of your kid's plate or to grab an extra serving but not track it or take a few extra bites before you put the peanut butter away, right? So when you're eating enough, it often stops those urges. So you're actually more in line with where you should be. One of the other things that can happen is that you are upregulating your metabolism. So like I said, when we're eating in that, that deficit, like 1,200 calories, and all those negative adaptations occur, the intense hunger, the low energy, the brain fog, the sleep disrupt, disruption, um, if we increase calories and we start getting enough quality foods and nutrients and minerals and things that we need, we start to notice positive adaptations like less hunger and more energy. Um, There was a really cool study that showed um, it compared a whole foods meal to a processed meal and they just compared breakfast and they didn't change anything else. Macros were equal, both like literally same exact calorie and macro breakdown for the whole foods meal versus the processed meal. And the people that ate the whole foods meal actually burned 50% more calories throughout the day. So that's significant. So when we see things like biofeedback improve because of eating more, all of a sudden you might be moving more throughout the day because you have more energy or you're sleeping better or stress is reduced. So now your body starts responding, even though you're actually eating a higher caloric total, you might think, well, I'm not in a deficit anymore. Well, actually, yes, you are. If you're losing fat, you're still technically in a deficit. And it just might be that you've upregulated some systems. You might have improved your metabolic rate, your thyroid function, sex hormones, all of these things that were previously downregulated. Because the nice part about it is we can repair our metabolism. It's not like we diet and then we damage everything and we can't fix it. Now, there are times where it is costly. Um, I know that I've done a number on my thyroid from all of my years of chronic dieting. So it does put me in a, in a situation where I have to be a little bit more strategic. That's, you know, choices that I made and, and you know, kind of what I did to myself. But I can still increase my metabolic rate by eating quality foods and eating enough food. So 
just by making those choices and looking at positive adaptations in your favor, you might notice that you actually get leaner by eating more. And I saw that Taylor was on here watching the Facebook Live. And Taylor, who is one of our amazing pop coaches, actually just sent me a client testimonial of somebody that she's working with. And her, her client, Shelby, I'm going to be posting that testimonial sometime over the next week or so. But what was amazing about her story was that she came in very food obsessed and macro obsessed. And she's been able to get much leaner. Her body comp, and this is in less than three months, her body composition has changed incredibly. And she's actually eating more food and is less focused on food. Like talk about win, win, win. Like if you get, think about that for yourself right now, just envision that for yourself. If you improved your body composition, ate more food and ate more freely as far as like thinking about food, would you not take that? I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Sometimes it's a matter of getting rid of that old mindset that tells you or has told you so many times that you constantly have to eat less and exercise more. So if you do that, you're putting yourself in a compromised state that ends up being like, there's, there's only, like I said, there's only one of two ways that you can go at that point. You can add fuel to that fire and continue to restrict, or you can go the opposite way and think a little bit differently about what success looks like. Because for me, it's much better. Like, for example, I'll just use my personal situation. I've been at maintenance for a long time. I am eating more freely. I don't track all the time. Um, my calories are somewhere around 3,200. Um, I was around 3,000 for a while and then increased them and my body composition has maintained where I want it to be. Um, I'm not like shredded right now, but I'm lean and happy with, with what I look like given the flexibility that I have in my life. For example, uh, you know, we went to Mel's sister's house yesterday. Um, we hung out outside, had a couple of glasses of wine, had some cake. It was her birthday. And we had these amazing fried chicken sandwiches. So very freely enjoying myself. I don't do that every day, but I didn't have to think twice about it. What I, the reason why I bring this up is because mentally there's less stress. And then what's going to happen is sometime in February, I'm going to go through a little bit of a cut. The advantage to going through this cut is that I'm going to be cutting on what most people wish that their maintenance would be, which it can be. They just never take the time to actually get there. So I'm going to be cutting on, you know, 25, 2600 calories. And then if I want to continue to get leaner, even beyond that, you know, I'll end up around 2300 calories, which is very manageable. I'm not going to be starving. I'm not going to be hungry all the time. I'm not going to be cranky. So there is a huge advantage to working your metabolism up to a good spot where you can actually cut. And like I said, 1,200 calories, I can promise you, is too much for 99.9% .9 of people. I upped the percentage. I said it was 99%. It's 99.9% .9 of the people, 1,200 calories is too low. I don't care if you have a sedentary job. If you do, you should probably try to get some movement in, but that's besides the point. It is too low. Our bodies, our organs need calories to function. Our brain needs, needs energy to function. 
just to keep the lights on, just to keep our cells operating, just to keep our body functioning, it requires energy and probably more energy than you think. So just going to 1200 calories does not make a lot of sense. It's putting you in a compromised state. So what happens when those are really like the three reasons how you can eat more and get leaner. One is it stops with this like unbalanced approach, this all or nothing where you're really low on the weekends and really high on the weekends. Number two is it can stop the snacks, bites, taste, that sort of thing. It can keep you more consistent overall. And number three is it can upregulate your metabolism, um, have you moving more throughout the day because you have more energy. It's fueling your workouts better. So you're able to push harder at the gym. Um, You have more fuel in your system for better recovery, less stress. So you're sleeping better, right? So the great disruptor which I've talked about a number of times, the great disruptor for progress is stress, chronic stress in particular. So if I'm always eating too low, that's a stress on my system. Then if we add like situational stress and lifestyle stress and work stress and relationship stress, your body's not going to respond. You're going to put yourself in a situation where you're working hard and you're not seeing the results. And I know like a lot of people struggle with that where they say, I'm doing so much work in the gym I'm training, I'm consistent, I'm getting my workouts in, and I just don't feel like I look the part. Usually that's a stress and a nutrition thing. It's, it's usually a combination of both. Either they're chronically under eating or they're chronically overstressed. And we fix you know one, ideally both of those things, and all of a sudden they respond quickly. Like this is what I'm talking about, the client Shelby that I referenced. You know, she went a long, long time with just stressing so much about eating the exact number of macros that were prescribed from this company and was not making progress. And in less than three months, wait till you see her progress pictures, you'll be blown away. And it was literally just from removing the stress on her system, getting her eating a little bit more, which allowed for her to have better workouts, better recovery, and less overall stress. So we have to remember that the calories in calories out discussion is not set in stone as far as like the equation goes because both sides influence each other so calories in can influence calories out and calories out can influence calories in so it's this dynamic process uh, so we always have to keep that in mind it's not like you go to 1200 calories and you can just eat that for the rest of your life and it's always a deficit because we are going to see adaptations occur that we have to account for which is why if, if that's been your MO, there's a reason why it hasn't worked so far. And I can promise you that it's not just more discipline and willpower that it requires. It's not just you have to suck it up and do it. It's that you have to think differently. You know, think about the long game. Think about building a strong metabolism. Thinking about, you know, the, the body that you desire usually means that you want to be stronger and more capable. Um, a lot of that happens during the period where you're eating more, you're supporting strength, you're supporting muscle, you're supporting your performance, your recovery. Then we get your metabolism to a place where it will respond. And then we can, you know, you know, go through a short deficit period where you get in and out and it can be quick and painless and you just get it over with. Um, Oftentimes the issue with the 1200 calorie model is that you're never going to be consistent enough to actually see results. And you shouldn't be consistent on 1,200 calories. That's miserable. So if you're always going through this like 
restrict and binge, we're never getting to that balanced place where we can actually see what's going on and be able to make decisions accordingly because there's this constant, um, just un, you know, it's this all or nothing situation. We need to get to a place of more consistency, which often the answer is eating more. So eating more can be, can be the solution for actually losing fat as I outlined in certain situations. Now, when I posted this topic, somebody commented and was like, well, what about somebody who is you know, eating too much? What if I'm having a hard time? And I would venture a guess that that's typically a result for the people that, that we deal with mostly. I'm, I'm not talking about somebody who's like a couch potato who just sits there and eats like bags and bags and bags of chips and pizza and just has no awareness of, of nutritional um, habits or anything else like that. Um, I'm talking about typically the people that we deal with who prioritize fitness in their life. They love to work out or they know it's important, so they get it done. Um, and they want better eating habits. They want to improve their body composition. They know that their health is important. Um, usually that's the type of person that we work with. And that type of person typically doesn't come in, you know, just chronically overeating. Now, there are certain cases where, yes, that can be the case, but this particular person asked about what if I'm always overeating? And oftentimes that's triggered by always undereating. As I mentioned, if you're going through this mindset of I have to eat less, I have to eat less you know, you're going to deal with more intense cravings and more hunger, which could lead to chronic overeating. And then sometimes it's really hard to get that under control because your body wants to prevent it from happening again, which is how uh, body fat set point overshooting happens, which is like your body doesn't want to go back to that place. So it's like, we better pack on a little bit of extra just in case we go through that horrible situation again, right? We don't want that 1200 calorie situation again. So let's pack on a few extra pounds of fat just in case. And that way we'll have that energy stored away for when we really need it. That's typically what happens when I hear someone say, well, what if I'm always overeating? It was probably triggered from previous dieting attempts that now that person's body is catching up and kind of fighting back for lack of a better term. So if there is a case of like, yes, I'm just always overeating and it's truly that, what I would look at first is food quality, um, hydration, food quality, stress, sleep. Like once we look at the fundamentals, then we can kind of get an idea of what's really going on. But um, that would be the first thing that I would, would assess is like, what types of foods are we eating? Food quality is really underrated. And, and again, this is something that gets lost in the calories in versus calories out equation because food quality, if we're talking about like protein and carbs, um, quality carbs with fiber, veggies, uh, resistant starch. Well, now there's going to be a much different impact on blood sugar, uh, which will have an impact on body composition and hunger signals. It's going to have an impact on the calories out side of things because the digestive process takes energy. So you're going to be burning more calories through that process if you're eating high quality proteins and fiber and veggies and that sort of stuff. So it's not black and white. Think a little bit differently than just like seeing my fitness pal uh, telling you you should eat 1200 calories. And I don't mean to pick on my fitness pal because there's a million other apps, magazines, programs, free downloads that will tell you to eat 
1200 calories a day. So it's not just them. Um, but just remember to, that should raise a red flag. You're likely not in the 0.01% of the population that needs to eat 1200 calories to lose fat consistently. Um, if you do, if you are, it should be very, very short term. So, um, hopefully this explains why we focus on making sure that you're eating enough before we go through the process of just, excuse me, just telling you to eat less. So we want to make sure that we put your body in the most advantageous possible situation to succeed and getting your metabolism to a great spot of, you know, it's, it's working well. You're not overshooting it like maintenance again, because sometimes we can overdo it and just get carried away with maintenance and, and pack on unwanted body fat. So we're not overdoing it, but we're taking a realistic practical approach as far as making sure that all of our biofeedback is, is moving in the right direction, that your metabolism is responding well, and that your body is primed to respond when we do go through a fat loss phase. So hopefully that explains the entire process of how and why and when eating more might actually be the solution. Sometimes it's just to be more accurate because eating more gets you a little bit more accurate because you're not always hungry or snacking or doing things like that. Um, but also it can be because of repairing, um, or I should say upregulating your metabolism. Um, you might have some stuff going on hormonally that more food would actually be the answer. And again, we can't overlook the food quality part of that. So if we're looking at, you know, mostly whole foods, but then we want, you know, to still enjoy the process. So kind of following that 80, 20 rule where 80% of your uh, food choices are quality whole foods. And then 20% is up to your discretion. So that's all I've got for you today, but I do want you to kind of leave with that vision of, you know, doing things without so much um, stress and like not relying so much on willpower and just pure, like white knuckling your way through it. Like actually think about and put yourself in that place where you are eating more freely, you are eating more food overall, you feel a million times better, your workouts feel better, your recovery feels better, you have more energy throughout the day, you're not relying on six cups of coffee. Like, actually think about that because that's what reality is and should be. That's how our bodies are supposed to function. What we do to them is not the right way. It's not normal to feel that way. It's not normal to always be dealing with intense cravings and mood instability and uh, you know all of this stuff, low energy, brain fog. That's our body telling us that something's off. It's a biological signal to say, hey, something's not right here. Let's get this fixed because this is uncomfortable. So think about you know supporting your metabolism. Think about supporting your body. Um, and if you need help, don't hesitate to reach out because this is what we do. Uh, we're really good at this. So don't hesitate to reach out. You can always message me on Facebook. Just send me a private message. You can message me on Instagram. You can shoot me a DM there. Um, just don't hesitate or be afraid to ask for help because you're not alone. I've been through this personally. Um, I've witnessed this in more people than I'd, I'd like to um, have witnessed it in because it's unfortunate to see that process unfold so many times. But we are really freaking good at getting you out of that cycle and showing you a better path. So just 
wanted to, t- to say that, just don't hesitate to ask for help. And guys, I appreciate it. If you can, as always, uh, comment on the Facebook Live if you enjoyed this. Let me know if this was helpful. And if you're listening on the podcast, please do me a favor and take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And I will talk to you guys very soon.